Welcome to AJHP Voices, now comprising interviews on contemporary pharmacy issues and discussions with AJHP authors. The service was formerly known as AJHP Podcasts. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices, speaking with two of the authors of an AJHP paper entitled Frequency of and Risk Factors for Medication Errors by Pharmacists During Order Verification in a Tertiary Care Medical Center. With me are Dr. Christy Garbach, who is Pharmacy Shift Coordinator, Houston Methodist Hospital, and Dr. Kevin Gary, who is Professor and Chair of the Department of Pharmacy Practice and Translational Research in the College of Pharmacy, University of Houston. Kevin, would you please briefly describe the objectives of this study? Uh, Sure, I'd be happy to. This study arose with Christy Gorbach, who was an MS student at the University of Houston at the time. She was also completing her residency at the Houston Methodist. And she had a lot of interest in operations as well as in medication errors and then why pharmacists, why medications errors occur in pharmacy specifically. With that together, then what we came up with was why is it that then pharmacists uh, commit medication errors and is there anything we can do to um, prevent this from happening? Well, given the the vast research literature that exists uh, dealing with medication errors, what is unique about your study objectives? A number of unique aspects of the study, and maybe most important for this particular study, was the order verification process is a very high volume event for health systems pharmacists. Millions of prescriptions, obviously, a year are verified. And reasons why medication errors occur during that time period has really never been investigated. So what Christy wanted to do, and then we supported her, was really look in that particular time event in the order verification process to see, is there anything we could do within those processes to help improve patient safety? And I think that makes this study very unique. Oh, interesting. Christy, let me turn to you to um, describe briefly some aspects of the study site and the study methodology. Uh, Give us a little rundown on uh, the study site to begin with. This was done at a large tertiary care uh, medical center in Houston, Texas. The hospital services a little under 1,000 beds and was conducted on pharmacists who perform order verification in central operations. So their primary task is to order verify uh, during their shift. And to describe the method of order verification, um, it's very similar to what any other hospital system would do when processing orders. You have a physician or prescriber enter an order. It comes to the pharmacy through an electronic system. The pharmacist verifies it electronically, and then it goes to the MAR for the nurse to give it. So you say that the order verification process by pharmacists is done centrally. Could you just elaborate a little bit on that? Give us the sense of the number of pharmacists that are engaged in this activity then? Yeah. 
depending upon the shift, um, day shift, of course, is the busiest. So you have about four dedicated pharmacists just in the central operations performing order verification. And then for evening, the number drops down to three. And then um, for night, it drops down even more. So uh, just depending upon the variability in um, how busy the orders come through, depends on how many pharmacists are verifying. And it is done in one central location. Right. When was the study done? The study was performed in 2012, but we took data from 2011 into 2012, so about a year's worth of data. Well, for purposes of the study methodology, how did you define medication errors? We took medication errors from the hospital's voluntary reporting system, and that's through uh, UHC's patient safety net, also known as PSN data. So the hospital basically has a database where anyone can report an error. So what I did was I took only errors that reported from non-pharmacist personnel. Well, you say in the article, Christy, that the objective of the study was to assess retrospectively how three factors, workload, work environment, and pharmacist characteristics increase the likelihood of a pharmacist committing an error during the medication order verification process. Now, I think workload as a variable is self-evident, but could you comment on what facets of the work environment? Yeah. So I was just curious about different factors that can be changed, you know, um, depending upon the type of shift. So I looked at day, evening, or night as a work environment. I looked at type of day. So weekday or weekend, does that have any influence on error rates? And then also the mean number of pharmacists per shift, does that affect error rates as well? So those were the work environment factors. What about pharmacist characteristics? What did you look at there? I would classified this as non-modifiable risk factors. So I looked at age of the pharmacist, type of pharmacy degree. Was it a bachelor's of science or was it a doctor of pharmacy? Um, number of years at the site, as well as number of years practicing as a pharmacist. Kevin, let me turn back to you. I'm curious about why uh, in the study methodology, only medication error events that were reported by non-pharmacist healthcare professionals were included. Could you comment on that? Yeah, that is a good, that is a good question. I think it's a strength of the study. The Houston Methodist has a, has a wonderful system for identifying errors. They, they call it a just culture. It's non-punitive, so n nobody gets in trouble by identifying errors. And in all honesty, there's actually financial benefits. They'll give gifts away. There'll sometimes be financial incentives for reporting errors. So it's a very family atmosphere where they're, where they're really focused on trying to improve via knowledge. We took advantage of that by saying we want to identify errors that really made it into the system, that this wasn't just a slip of a pharmacist and who self-corrected right away, but then still reported it anyways. We wanted to identify errors that were meaningful, and that's why we chose the definition that we chose. Okay. Well, I'd like to have both of you comment on, from your individual perspectives, uh, what you think the most important findings from this study were. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you. I think what struck me the most, a lot of numbers. Uh, Christy did a lot of work. 1.8 million medication orders. And so vast, just, the volume is incredible. And then a very low error rate with 1.8 million plus orders, uh, we identified 92 medication errors. So number one for me was, was great was that it's a very safe process. 
Number two, we did identify that the the higher volume that you had that each pharmacist had to verify per shift was identified with a higher uh, rate of errors. So uh, we've seen even this low error rate to begin with, we found something actionable that I think sites could do. They could see, well, is that same in our institution? That as pharmacists get too busy, their likelihood of errors go up. And I think for me, those were the one, two most important findings. Yeah. Christy, what are your comments on that point? Yeah, I would agree with Kevin on that as well. We were able to identify a correlation between number of orders verified per shift per pharmacist associating with a higher risk of error. You know, once we got to the 400 mark, meaning 400 orders verified per pharmacist, you started to reach a higher number of error. And that's something that um, I believe institutions could take away from when they're benchmarking their operations. I also thought it was interesting that some pharmacist characteristics being a number of years at a site, number of years practicing as a pharmacist did not have an impact. And so, you know, your newer pharmacist, you would think would make more errors, but this study showed that it does not or potentially could not. So I know that at this institution, they do a pretty extensive training for the new pharmacist. So that just validates the importance of training new pharmacists. Well, you both have commented a little on this, but Kevin, I wonder if you could maybe expound on this a bit more. If you have any thoughts about the implications of these results for the pharmacist order verification process in hospitals generally, what are the take-home messages here for others? I think Christy said it very well, and I would agree. I I like the fact that we found in our hospital a rate that was associated with uh, increased risk of medication errors. Now, I doubt that number will be the same across all institutions, and so I think the implications would be it's quite easy to get this data now. Most of it can be done electronically, and I think other hospitals and health systems could replicate these findings fairly easily and find your own rate. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there areas that uh, would predict where medication errors might go up? And if you can predict that, then do something about it. And I think these implications could have uh, important findings for ho- all hospitals. Christy, uh, what is your sense of the extent to which the order verification process contributes to the overall medication error problem in hospitals? Order verification is a very important component of the medication error that does occur in hospitals, but I do think that there are many other contributors. So as we know, as the medication use process, it involves many disciplines, the nurse who gives the medication, the physician who prescribes it, et cetera. So the pharmacist does play a very important role by verifying and making sure the, the medication is safe and appropriate. But there's other avenues in regards to making sure that in the end, the patient gets the uh, appropriate and safe dose. So it does have an important component, but I do think that there's more opportunity to perfect the medication use process in general. Do you believe that there could be differences in whether this process is conducted centrally, such as it was in your study institution, uh, by designated pharmacists versus whether order verification is sort of integrated into the routine of decentralized pharmacists who have an array of patient care responsibilities. Yeah, I definitely believe that there would be differences in the results of this study depending upon which type of pharmacist I assess. 
depending upon if you're verifying in central uh, versus if you're up on a unit decentralized uh, verifying orders, you're in two different environments. And also you have different workloads. And from the study, you know, we did identify that a workload can influence the error rate. So I definitely would think it would be interesting, you know, potentially for a future hypothesis to compare these different types of work environments as pharmacists start to get out of the central operations and onto the units. Yeah, I guess I've always wondered whether just decentralized practitioners with a greater variety of things going on, uh, demanding attention during the day, I guess you could make a case, well, maybe there's more distractions, so there'd be more errors, or you could make a case uh, the pharmacists are going to be fresher when they're looking at an order if they're not doing it minute by minute, hour by hour during a work shift. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that would be a, a valid uh, you know, assumption just because, as we saw from the study, that the more orders the pharmacists verified on their shift, the more likely they were going to make an error. And as a decentralized pharmacist, you do have more interruptions and you do have more time away from the order verification screen, maybe able to kind of recharge and, you know, have a, a difference of opinion, um, you know, going in and starting over again when you start to re-verify orders. I think that's a valid point. Yeah, well, it'd be an interesting future study by someone, I'm sure. Finally, I'd like both of you to comment and perhaps starting with you, Kevin, uh, on this point. You know, ASHP data that uh, were collected in 2012 show that nationwide, the hospital pharmacist workforce spends about 46% of its time on order review and verification. Now, that's a very sizable figure, and it creates an imperative, I think, to continually seek the most efficient and most effective ways to assure the accuracy and appropriateness of medication orders. So over the long term, how do you see this challenge playing out in hospitals? That's a great question. And especially as our profession goes more clinically oriented and therefore away from the order verification, which is most likely going to happen, I'm sure our profession will explore the role of technicians, uh, improve technology to assure that really one of our most important jobs, the safe delivery of medications to the patient population, continues to occur. But I think I take that number and I say, so whatever change that we make has to be associated with continual quality improvement that makes sure that when we push our profession forward, we at the very least don't increase our medication error rate during the order entry verification process. And then hopefully we decrease it. This would obviously be the ultimate answer to that question. Christy, what are your thoughts? Probably echo what uh, Kevin said. I definitely see a lot of opportunity and I know a lot of state boards of pharmacy are doing this currently, um, but definitely advancing technicians would assist with, you know, allowing the pharmacist to, to perform more clinical functions, as well as giving them better ability to focus on the orders they verify. And then also optimizing, of course, technology. But as we continue to this, we must validate that these functions or these additional or new tasks, tasks that we implement are safe and are producing the outcomes that we want to see. As my study showed, although it wasn't statistically significant, there were less errors associated with pharmacists who did have a doctorate of pharmacy degree compared to the Bachelor of Science 
So, you know, as we advance our profession, we advance the postgraduate training among pharmacists that would potentially improve our ability to um, more effectively or efficiently uh, verify these orders. You know, I'm particularly interested in the role that technology might be playing in the future. I mean, there's such rapid advances in uh, the application of technology in all areas of uh, healthcare. Do you think we're anywhere close to the day when, uh, because of advances in uh, technology and automated checking of orders, that the time commitment uh, required by pharmacists to, to assure patient safety and uh, accuracy and so forth is going to be substantially less than it is today. Do you think we're close to that point, or do you think there's hope that we'll reach that point? You know, I'll start off. Uh, Christy will disagree with me on this, but uh, to look at 1.8 million lines of data in this particular study to identify the error events wasn't really that hard, and that's what Christy will disagree with. <laughs> but I think our ability to get this data has improved immensely via technology, yeah, and no, and knowledge is half the battle. Knowing that you're making these errors and knowing where these errors may be arising allows you then to build processes to prevent that. So I will just say on that side of the technology, the ability to mine this data, get it, and then hopefully action upon it is is already there and improving all the time. And so I, I would take that question, turn it around a bit by saying that might be even another sort of benefit of this paper showing what is truly possible. Sure. Christy, any thoughts you have on this? I think technology, you know, is a part of our profession and definitely is not going anywhere in the near future. It's only just beginning. But I do also think that technology, yes, it has a place in our profession, but there still is a component of human or, you know, assessment by the pharmacist that um, I still think is important. We can optimize the use of our technology and also, you know, data mining and all of that. Um, but we still need, you know, the pharmacist uh, present in there. Right. Well, uh, Dr. Christy Gorbach and Dr. Kevin Gary, thank you very much for taking time to discuss your paper with me and, you know, expanding a bit on it in terms of its implications for uh, hospital pharmacy practice in general and even looking to the future uh, and thinking a bit about how uh, facets such as technology will affect this, uh, this question, this important issue in the future. Thank you very much. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org.